G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there are a number of cities and towns around Australia that have a house of prayer. But perhaps the best known house of prayer is the one in Canberra. And it really comes into focus, especially around the time of the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, which is coming up on the 2nd of March. The House of Prayer in Canberra is in Yarralumla, in the Embassy District, in the centre of Canberra, near the Lodge and close to Parliament House. And what a privilege it is today to welcome the leader of the Canberra House of Prayer, Hilary Maroney. Hilary, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Hilary, you are there right in the middle of the action where the decisions are made about the whole nation. How important is it for you being there in the centre? Well, quite honestly, sometimes I feel a very deep burden because I hear the the voice of God and I feel his heart. And he loves Australia. He passionately loves Australia. We've had prophets come to the house of prayer wondering if, well, we've, we've broken covenant with the marriage laws and done all this. Lord, have they walked away with you? And this particular one, he was shocked. God said to him, I love Australia and I want my people to pray and I want my people to seek me with all their heart and I want to bless Australia and do something that will just build faith and cause people to cry out in prayer, particularly for the next generation. And my heart just soared because we can look at the natural and get so depressed or we can actually look from the heavenly perspective and say, well, our Father in heaven delights to come and do miracle signs and wonders and impact nations and cities that are in a big mess. And so we've got a great opportunity. <laughs> and there you are, right in the middle of decision-making territory. And no doubt there are those MPs who are representing their electorate in our parliament or in our Senate, uh, mm. who have some connection with you. And over the years, you've had all sorts of interactions with MPs. And we're very, very blessed, very careful about confidentiality. And for very many years ago, the Lord started taking me into the parliament to pray with some of these dear people, particularly when they first come in after an election. And what the Lord would always put into my heart will be to pray for God's destiny and purpose to be fulfilled for why he'd brought them to be in the parliament. And many come with a real passion and a sense of purpose and calling and a mandate, and it can be quite hard. In the process as the years go by, if things get um, sidelined or seem to go backwards. But, you know, God is faithful and I'm seeing now the present level of leadership. By the grace of God, I was visiting them in 2007 and um, taking in some muffins and blessing them. (laughs) (laughs) And our heartbeat, quite honestly, is always to bless and to love. That's what we're called to do. And they're human beings. They've got families. They've got staff. 
And so our heartbeat is to go and lift up their arms, go and be encouragers, bring a word that the Holy Spirit might have given us to help them hold on and keep focused on Jesus and to do what he's put them there to do. And so I guess... You know, I I want to be a happy thought. I don't want to be one of these people who go in with a whole list of wrongs. But, you know, it's quite challenging sometimes, and my heart breaks, and I weep often. Hilary, here we are in an election year, and it'll be an important election year. There's all sorts of things that are in play that could see major change if there's a change of government. But Mm. we don't put our faith in politicians. We have our faith in God. As someone who leads prayer in the nation's Mm. capital, how do you keep a focus on God's will being done rather than even getting sidetracked on who's right and who's wrong when it comes to issues of politics? Really good question. You know, you've quoted from it, the Lord's Prayer is the model prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples. And it's such a help for us. Because if we get the first commandment in first place, that we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, and we worship him, we praise him, we pray, we bring some of these issues before the throne. But our first and foremost um, role, I believe, at the House of Prayer is to host the presence of God and to keep him in his rightful first place. And, you know, sometimes I weep before him in gratitude because there maybe have been only five people who've turned up to a worship time and I've put a big call out and there's a really serious issue. And, you know, the presence of God is so beautiful as he walks amongst us, as we cry out to him and we worship him. And then he gives us a double rainbow over the parliament, you know, afterwards. And it's just pretty overwhelming. So I believe the Lord's Prayer, where we hallow, we give um, glory and worship and worthship to God is the key. And then we can pray for his kingdom to come. His will to be done. And I so often find myself praying, Lord, you alone know. You know the ones you've called. You know the ones you've anointed. You know the ones you've given authority to. And, Father, you can either improve them or remove them. But I don't want to ever pray against a person. It's not our role to do that. But my heart is that all would be saved. And quite honestly, I had a revelation one day about all of us coming before the throne of grace when we finished and departed this life. And I found myself sometimes crying out to God, Father, don't let this person make this evil decision that they will have to come and bring account to you. Have mercy on them. You'd be surprised how often the thing doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Hilary, you've got churches in Canberra. Undoubtedly, there are many of the prayers that come from those local churches. but. You have people coming in from all over Australia, even all over the world, yes. to utilise what you've got as a wonderful facility there in Canberra. Yes. Describe what day-to-day activity looks like in the Canberra House of Prayer. Well, it's a very interesting one. I would love to say to you we have a wonderful rhythm of prayer that is totally focused and happening all the time, and that's not where we're at yet. But that's the vision. There will be night and day worship and prayer. And we've had seasons where it's all built up and then somehow it's dissipated. And it's a real challenge. And as I was mentioning to you before, when my dear previous husband, Paul, died, 
You know, we were so nearly building towards the vision for da- night and day worship and prayer. And, and then suddenly it just all dropped off. And it was a very, very difficult time. But I can honestly tell you that the presence of God is more tangible and sweet now when we don't have so many personal activities going on than it ever was before. <laughs> so I think I've realized that we're not to strive. And there are many different houses of prayer that I relate to all over the world and in Australia. And it saddens me somewhere they've been really diligent to try and build this thing and keep the program going. They've got exhausted and they're not going on anymore. And God woke me up one morning. He said, what you do must be sustainable. And so I pray in the ones and and I'm praying in the mighty men. We've got a discipleship table on Tuesday nights. I call them my Galilean fishermen. (laughs) They're awesome. And they're the fathers that are rising up in the word of God, passionate to go out and share the gospel. And I really believe that um, while we've got all these different prayer initiatives going on on a regular basis, we've got different nations. So the Africans come and do their prayer banquet. We've got the Samoans that come and do something else. We've got Christian Faith and Freedom praying for the persecuted church. We've got different um, more academic and people working in the government. They come in the mornings, they pray for the nation. And there's so many different types of groups coming in and praying from different perspectives but it's all biblical it's all based on the word of god and it truly is the canberra house of prayer for all nations coming up on the 2nd of march is the national day of prayer there yes. are particular times in the year uh, where things are abuzz yes. at the Canberra House of Prayer, Absolutely. and that is one of the keys. Yes, that's right. And so it's a gathering place. It's a meeting place. And so we've got dear ones from all over the uh, nation and the nations who come for specific and times. And I guess you could say these are God-called times. He gathers his people. And now I think the National Day of Prayer has become more localized, but for many years it was in the, the Great Hall of the Parliament. And, you know, when we were reading the Bible outside the parliament prior to the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, it was like a a pre-event in the the days when it was all in the parliament great hall. You know, it's such a joy. They come and join us. And we're one big family, actually. And that's that's the way God wants it, I think. So when people come to Canberra, they can actually stay at the Canberra House of Prayer sure. because you've got accommodation there as well. You you host all sorts of uh, like conferences, yes. retreats. Uh, I think you've got accommodation for more than 30 people. So you can yeah. have a, a gathering in the nation's capital and yeah. you can actually center that around some of the facilities you have at the House of Prayer. And that's part of the blessing. It was actually a previous nunnery. And so we've sort of revamped it and beautified it and um, made it more contemporary, I guess. And one of the very precious times was when the indigenous leaders from all over the nation came and there was the signing of the Uluru Bark Petition and the whole standing for marriage. And so, you know, there have been quite historical moments. We've got um, an Easter retreat coming up with a dear brother from Melbourne. So many times someone will get a revelation from God, who, and it's usually in the family that we've known each other for many years, you know, and there's so many faithful ones. They've come up, they've strengthened us, discipled us and others. And they say, you know what, God's putting it on my heart to come up to Canberra. Are you available for these dates? And, you know, it always amazes me, but it shouldn't really. But, you know, God's got the calendar. He, We just don't have overlaps. He says this one's coming here and that one's doing that. And it's all orchestrated by him. And then he brings the people. And we have faith. 
that what God's brought us to get on with and do in terms of worship and prayer and proclamation, sometimes going out into the parliament to pray, and we've got a wonderful dance intercession coming up. There's a lot of things leading up to this um, election, and God brings in his reinforcements. We had an amazing time with um, a New Zealand-Australian group in, in November, and that was so powerful and profound, an Anzac restoration in the spirit. And and it's just like to the glory of God. A lot of things happening aligned with events. We're in an election year. Uh, the next big one, the focus, is for this National Day of Prayer and That's Fasting. Right. For those who are listening in thinking, I've never participated in that before, I'm not going to be anywhere near Canberra, but what's your encouragement to people oh. to participate in a National Day of Prayer for Australia in such an important year as this? I would so encourage you to get involved and to get connected with other people who are already excited and involved with prayer. It can be quite a hard thing to be all on your own, and sometimes the Lord sets us apart. And I was actually just thinking about Daniel, you know, and he was in Babylon and he was looking through the scriptures and he found this scripture in um, the scroll of Jeremiah where there was the promise that after 70 years, the people of God would be brought back from exile to the covenant promised land. And he cried out to God and and many of us uh, probably uh, sort of know the Daniel 9 prayer and we can cry out that. And, and then he had the 21 days when he was waiting for the angel to come and the answers to come. But, um, you know, then there were the times where the people would come together and corporately pray. And then there's the breakthrough is sealed. And that's what I think so amazing about the National Day of Prayer and Fasting is that many have been praying in their closet and you come together with a clean heart, clean hands, you know, who can walk up the mountain of the Lord, those who haven't bowed down to idols and are not swearing by what is false. We're found in the word of God. We're found in full of the Holy Spirit and we join together and we're in one accord and in unity. And that's when we can command the blessing and life forevermore. And so we can see many, many mighty breakthroughs. And I'm believing God for a huge breakthrough at this National Day of Prayer. And the great thing about it is this year it's in many different cities across the nation. So I, I think one of the things you, that people can do is just Google National Day of Prayer, get onto the website, um, register and be involved and find out where your no- local place is that you can connect with people. And then after that, there's 40 days of fasting and prayer and worship and that's powerful as well and and you can get onto a list and they send you something every day and I've heard of so many people who've been really discouraged and you know unbelief and doubts crept in and then they've got involved in this and sort of they rebooted (laughs) Okay, a reboot and it might be a reboot for you on Saturday the 2nd of March, that's the day for the National Day of Prayer and of course that 40 days of prayer and fasting that goes beyond, Uh, you can simply Google the National Day of Prayer and Fasting. You'll find details there. I also want to point you to the website for the Canberra House of Prayer. Uh, The leader of the House of Prayer in Canberra is Hilary Moroni, our guest, and the website is c-hop.org.au. So Canberra 
c-houseofprayer.org.au, c-hop.org.au. Hilary Maroney, wonderful for you to drop in. Thank you for updating us on the things you're doing and the encouragement to be a part of prayer movements wherever they're happening around our nation. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you so much, and I want to pray a blessing over Vision Radio and Media and all those listening, that the Lord would stir you with an unction of prayer. And in Jeremiah 29, we love this scripture, but it's often taken out of context. But, you know, the the times were very tough. The people were going into exile, and yet the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And I believe this is what the Lord put in my heart to speak over each person listening. He knows the thoughts for good that he's got over each one of you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. And beloved, I pray that this wholehearted devotion can come into your heart. Because remember, Caleb, even at 85, we're told he was a wholehearted worshiper. He came out of 40 years in the wilderness listening to all the groaning and moaning, and he was razor sharp, and he said, where is is my mountain. And I pray for each of you, the purpose, the calling of God on your lives. You will walk into it. You will accomplish it. You will enter into your promised land and see the blessing of the Lord fulfilled in your lives and your families. In Jesus' name, amen. Hilary Maroney from the Canberra House of Prayer. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.